You are listening to the Uplevel Lounge podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Froelich, a business coach and strategist who helps female entrepreneurs uplevel their business with practical strategies, a rewired mindset, and the accountability to make it stick. With over 15 years of collective hands-on experience in corporate and the entrepreneurial space, I bring a unique and diverse perspective when it comes to helping women grow their businesses. My own business experienced massive growth when I started investing in my business and working with a coach. Now I am here to share those same strategies and insights with you right here week after week. If you are looking for clarity on your business direction and accountability on your goals, then you are in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello, hello. I am so excited to be recording today's podcast because it is the first time I am recording from our new home, our new location here in Montgomery, Alabama. And I've been trying to think about what do I want to do for my first podcast in this new location? And there are so many things and there's my ideas are just kind of overflowing, but I'm going to do something kind of impromptu right now that's coming up for me specifically for myself and a bunch of conversations I've been having over in Voxer with the ladies in my mastermind. It's just a theme that's coming up and it is around wealth and our definition of what a wealthy woman looks like. And so I share this as I'm coming off of, oh gosh, it's been a month, a month and a half, I would say, of just uprooting our lives as we moved across the country. And I'm sitting here on a folding, decrepit lifetime table that I've had since I had my dog boutique clear back in in Boise, Idaho in 2011. It's falling apart, literally falling apart because my husband just went and grabbed it out of the garage because my actual desk is broken. It came off the moving truck and I was so excited to see it because I could finally get my office kind of put in place and have some sense of normalcy. And it was broken. Like the one thing that I was so looking forward to, to have in my space, because part of buying this home here was the vision that we had for what my office space was going to look like. So the disappointment was deep in terms of having this broken desk. And I have a stand-up desk. And if you haven't seen me, I am five foot two inches. This desk is at its full extension and I can't move it down. And so for a person of my height, it's a real challenge. So it absolutely cannot work. So anyway, he went and got this lifetime table out of the garage and there's screws that actually like fell out. And I'm like, this is comical at this point. My backup desk is also broken. Like what is the universe trying to tell me? So anyway, I I'm sharing that so you can have a little kind of visual picture of, of me sitting in this gorgeous space that I had this vision of for months. We, we purchased this home back in October and it is now July and I'm finally getting to be in here and it looks like a giant disaster. Looking from the outside in, you'd be like, oh my gosh, I can see her up there in the windows and she's recording this podcast. It must be a dream in there. And then you'd come in and you'd be like, is this a college dorm room? Like what you got going on here? So I just want to share that because sometimes what we see, especially on social media, right? That's not the true story. So I've been trying to post a lot of insights in my stories of real life. I post pretty pictures of when I finally get a room kind of put together. And then I'm like, and oh, by the way, look at what the rest of the house looks like. So back to this podcast today and the topic I want to talk about. It's our definition of wealth, right? I've talked about money in the past. I I recorded a podcast episode recently about those of us that build our businesses in a situation where we don't have to rely on our business revenue in order to keep the lights on, right? We're not driven by that same 
that that internal drive to have to build our business because we have something like a spouse that provides for us, or we have a trust fund, or we have an inheritance or whatever the thing might be. We have a lot of security around that and how that holds us back. I want to kind of piggyback off of that to say that the other thing that holds us back so much is how we define what wealth looks like and how that's attached to our future vision of ourselves. So we think about our business and we think about someday when I have a multi six figure business or someday when I'm making consistent 10K months, right? We have goals, but sometimes we aren't as intentional with our goal setting process as we could be. And that's something I've really been talking to the ladies in my mastermind about this week and the ladies over in the ops inner circle who are just amazing. They're part of Natalie Gingrich's group. And we've been diving into that, that holistic approach to goal setting. And especially when it comes to money, right? It's great to say that you want consistent 10K months. It's great to say that you want a multi six figure business, but what does that look like? Who are you when you have that? How do you know when you have that? What is that going to change for you? What does wealth look like to you? Part of that wealth is not only going to be financial, it's going to be freedom related, right? So so thinking about picturing yourself when you have the thing. So for a long time, I dreamed of having a six-figure business and, and I got that really quickly. And then instead of being able to really relish in, in achieving that milestone, it was like, and what's next? And how do I have a multi-six-figure business? But what I was doing really, really wrong was not getting ahead of myself in terms of visualizing my goal. I was just kind of throwing a goal out there on the wall because I was hearing these things thrown around like multi six figure business, consistent 10 K months. Okay. That sounds like a good plan. Then I would hit it and I was like, okay. And now on to the next thing. I didn't have a plan of what I was going to do or be able to experience when I achieved the thing. So this year I started doing something a little bit different. I started doing a lot of work on how I defined wealth and what did a wealthy woman look like to me. And I started realizing that I was describing these wealthy women in terms of they have help, right? Meaning they have resource help in terms of someone who can help keep their household in order, whether that is somebody who comes in and prepares meals or helps with the house cleaning or the gardening or whatever the things are, they have help of some sort, or they have a nanny. And then I would pause and I'm like, I do have a wonderful person helping me with taking care of my child so that I can show up in my business more. I do have a wonderful woman who comes and helps me clean the home, right? I have resource help. So, hmm, okay, that's interesting. A wealthy woman to me also dressed a certain way. And I thought about the way that I dress and I I dress very similarly to this woman that I picture and a wealthy woman gets her hair done. Well, I do get my hair done, but it's not always perfectly done, but I have the ability and I do prioritize grooming, right? These are just little examples. So what I'm trying to do is illustrate how we often define things in a certain way, but we don't make that connection to our existence. And so I started realizing that I was a wealthy woman in so many ways. And yet there were some key things that were missing in terms of who that woman was in my visual representation and who I was in my daily life. Because I think that it is so important that we act as if we have already attained our goals, right? If my goal is to have a multi six figure or seven figure business, I want to make decisions like that CEO self who already has that thing. And I want to embody 
those other pieces of it, that identity, and bring that full circle. So one of the things that I did this year is I set a goal for myself that when I hit a big milestone in my business in terms of a launch, I was going to buy something for me. And that something was going to be a Louis Vuitton. And I've debated for a long time of even talking about this, but I decided today I'm going to talk about it because I think that it is really important because I want to normalize this conversation and I want to empower each and every one of you who is listening to decide what your next goal is going to be, visualize it and decide what you're going to do for yourself. And you know, what's been interesting when I have shared this, I I shared about my Louis Vuitton purchasing experience with my mastermind. And I've shared with it, um, with a couple of my close friends and my coaches and everybody has related in, in some way or some form. And I found out that other women in my very close circle have done similar things this year where they purchasing a luxury handbag was a big thing for them. And you might be listening and saying, what does this have to do with business? Well, it has a heck of a lot to do with business because this is part of the identity for me. I always paid attention when I traveled and I traveled a lot in my earlier years before becoming a mama to women, especially on planes and in airports and at, you know, hotels. And they had Louis Vuitton bags. And I said, someday I'm going to have a Louis Vuitton. But for whatever reason, I, I haven't bought one. And it's certainly not that I couldn't afford it, but I definitely had a mindset issue around not deserving it or not being at a certain level of quote unquote wealth, which I don't know who was imposing that upon me. Actually, no one was. I was doing it to myself. And it was very interesting when I started to dig into it. And I actually talked to my husband about it. And my husband, with the help of a couple of our sweet friends, sort of made the Louis Vuitton excursion happen. They were like, we're going to do this thing before you leave Vegas. We have childcare set up for you. Bernard and I went on a date night. We went down to Caesars Palace in Las Vegas and had the most incredible experience purchasing a Louis Vuitton. And I knew which one I wanted. I wanted the classic Louis Vuitton tote bag. And I wasn't sure if I wanted the medium size or the large size. And you know what happened as a result of that? That experience was so incredible for me. And I felt really empowered and I felt super supported by my husband. And it was, I wanted to buy it myself. I wanted to buy it myself, meaning with my business money. And my husband was like, no, this is something like I wanted to get for you. And so I said, you know what? That's great. I'm going to let you get me one and I'm going to buy one myself. So I walked out of Louis Vuitton that day with two Louis Vuitton bags and a wallet. And did it feel frivolous for a second? Yeah. But did I quickly reset my mindset and say, you know what? You've worked really hard for this. This is something that you have put off for far too long. And if this was something that anybody else wanted, whether it was Ellie or a family member or certainly my husband, I'd make it happen in a second. And I just had an incredible launch in my business. I had hit goals that I didn't even think were possible for a couple of years. So why on earth would I not treat myself to this? And this is something that I encourage all of my clients to do, my coaching clients, when they have big milestones, I'm like, I want you to celebrate it. What did you do to celebrate it? What did you do to make sure that you put a stake in the ground to say that I hit this milestone? I don't care if it's a nice bottle of wine. I don't care if it is a pair of new running shoes, but what did you do for yourself to celebrate how hard you've worked? So fast forward to, I have this Louis Vuitton and I share this story and, you know, it's become a, a piece of my identity. And I I feel like I stand taller carrying around this bag. Like I feel like I have defined another piece of that wealthy woman identity. And it's so important. So I want to challenge you to, to look at your 
view of what a wealthy woman looks like to you and what traits and mannerisms and resources do you already possess in your life that you're not even making the connection to and what other things are not there that you can start to prioritize. And I'm not saying that you should run out and buy a Louis Vuitton tomorrow or that you should invest in a private chef tomorrow, but make that part of your goals. Successful people have help. Start really paying attention to that. Millionaires don't run million-dollar successful businesses by themselves. And part of having a team sometimes is the team that you have at home. So I want you to really look at how else can I help enhance this connection that I have to the way that I look at this definition of being a wealthy woman. And so the reason that this is this is so timely is today something else came up for me, but before I share that story, I want to tell you I opened up my Voxer this week and it was one of my coaching clients who's in the mastermind and she was kind of laughing. And she was like, I've got to tell you about my weekend. She was like, I finally went on a date night with my husband and I pulled out my Louis Vuitton. We haven't talked about Louis Vuitton since this story. And that story was three or four months ago. And so she's voxering me as her business coach about her Louis Vuitton. And I'm kind of smiling to myself because I'm like, this is going to be something tied to mindset. I can't wait to hear where this is going. So she said that she went on a date and she had her Louis Vuitton and it felt good to finally use it again. And then Monday came around and she realized she had to go to the grocery store. And she thought, oh man, I just don't want to deal with switching purses. I don't want to unload everything that's in my Louis Vuitton and put it back into my raggedy old Target bag. But you know what? I feel a little funny going to the grocery store with my Louis Vuitton. So she had this whole conversation with herself, this whole thought process around a purse, you guys, around a purse. But I can so relate. And I'm like, I feel this to my core. And she thought to herself, okay, wait a second, hold up here. This is really important that I pause and think about that. Why wouldn't I carry my Louis Vuitton to the grocery store? And she realized that it was triggering a lot of her money mindset issues that are are tied back to some pretty deeply rooted things from her, her family upbringing that we've talked about a lot. But the power existed where that identification of there is something going on with my mindset here. There is something going on with me playing some tapes or having some triggers of saying, I'm not worthy yet to use this Louis Vuitton to do anything that isn't special. I'm not worthy enough to take my Louis Vuitton to the grocery store because I'm not at a certain level in her mind. And so she worked at that and like squashed it. And she said, of course I can wear my Louis Vuitton to the grocery store. Of course I can. And this is some type of limiting belief that I've carried around for far too long and no longer going to subscribe to. And so she was boxering me to tell me this story. Like she worked through all of this her herself. And this is the cool part about what I get to do because boxer coaching isn't always coaching. Boxer coaching is hearing my clients coach themselves all the way through something. They're coming to me to celebrate what they've been able to uncover. So I want you to think about that. Like what things trigger you that you are kind of embarrassed to display, right? I've found that I'm often embarrassed to let people see what vehicle I drive, but yet I don't judge anyone else. I could care less. I could care less if you drive a jalopy. I could care less if you drive a super nice sports car or a $90,000 SUV because that doesn't let me see anything to do with your your values or what your bank account actually looks that 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 says this is what you enjoy and that's what you're choosing to spend your money on. So be careful about how you're projecting what you think that people are going to judge you on and that you instead come back to a place of power and say this is going to make me feel more confident. This is going to help me become this person that I'm becoming faster because I'm embodying this thing. So a perfect example would be what I did today. I booked 
plane tickets to a retreat I'm going to this fall, and I booked first-class tickets. Could I have booked economy? Yeah, I'm a little person. It doesn't bother me to sit in economy class. Could I have saved some money? Oh, absolutely. And did I vacillate about it before pulling the trigger? I did. And I went downstairs and I talked it out with my husband and he kind of chuckled because I have to do this. I'm an Enneagram type six. I have a hard time just pulling the trigger, but I didn't ask him anything. I said, okay, I just need to process through this. And, you know, this is the first business trip I'm actually ever going to go on. And it's the first time I'm going away for work since I've had Ellie. And I work too hard and I deserve this. And I just want to fly first class. And he goes, I don't even know why you're waiting. Go upstairs and buy the ticket. I wanted to be in a place of feeling like I worked really hard for this and I want to celebrate it. And that's the way I wanted to celebrate. And I did it. And I, I bought the ticket and I'm not regretful in the least. And in fact, I couldn't wait to record this podcast to share that. So again, I know I'm not alone in this because I hear it a lot on other podcasts and other million dollar coaches that I follow on Instagram. And they talk about that. They talk about fly first class, become the person that you're becoming and, and not to a point where it's going to impact, you know, your livelihood or, or drain your family's bank account, but start becoming this version of yourself, taking action, Another person that I follow online, she shared recently in one of her podcasts that there was a turning point for her in her business in terms of her money mindset when she cut up her diamond card to Super 8 motels. She decided that she was no longer going to stay at Super 8s just because like that identity was tied to a, a former place in her life that she didn't want to be part of anymore. She wanted to be someone who stayed at Hilton's and she wanted to be somebody who stayed at Embassy Suites, but she kept going back to these old habits of staying at Super 8s because that's what she'd done for a long time. And she was a diamond member. She'd worked hard for that, but she never felt good about it being at where she had gotten in her business. And so she cut up her card and she said that that action that she took right there was so transformational for her. And it was so interesting to listen to that because I I get it. I understand what that means. Like you have your eye on a different version of yourself, but you have to take action to get there because if you're waiting for it to just magically happen, it's going to pass you by. And you're going to be at a point that says, wow, I have a lot of money in the bank, or I've worked really hard, or I've had these successes. And how in the world did I celebrate them? How am I also embracing this identity of this version of myself as this wealthy woman, because wealth is just not money. Wealth is our confidence. Wealth is our happiness. Wealth is the joy that we have. So looking at what you're doing to embody that and embrace it, I I really am curious how this podcast is going to hopefully spark some, some things that maybe you haven't even paused long enough to really consider. So this is one of those podcasts that I'm asking to hear from you. Please come over to Instagram or to the Up Level Lounge or to Facebook. Send me a DM. Send me an email and say, you know, I realized this. I realized I haven't been, you know, investing in this or treating myself to this or doing this thing because I don't feel like I quote unquote deserve it yet or I'm not there in my business. And then I ask you, like, where's there? Who who says you have to be there? You are the wealthy woman. You are already her. I want you to start now really becoming her, leaning into taking action and embodying this, this version of yourself that is absolutely 1,000% possible. And the more that you take action to leaning into becoming and adopting those habits and traits and and wearing them with confidence, the faster that next level of the success is going to come to you. So thank you so much for being the most amazing audience that I could ever hope for. And I want to tell you that you have kept me sane through this move and continue to keep me sane because it's not over yet. (laughs) 
(laughs) by any means, but I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. If you're looking to join a community of female entrepreneurs focused on the growth of their online business, be sure to check out the Uplevel Lounge community on Facebook. As always, you can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at melissafrolick.com. See you here next week.